Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by NHL broadcaster for NBC. He is Pierre McGuire joining us here on the show. Pierre, thanks so much for the time today. How are you doing, my friend? Doing fantastic. Nice to visit with you, gentlemen. Absolutely thrilled to have you. So I wanted to get your big picture view on what this blue season has been thus far because it, it's been a little bit of ups and downs and a lot of that, at least here locally, we kind of uh, placed on the injury issues that they've run into. How have you viewed this season for the Blues? Well, it's definitely been topsy-turvy. There's no question about it. I think one of the things that's really strange is the home record versus the road record. A tremendous road record. I think they've got 10 wins, two losses, and two overtime points um, or shootout points. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're three games below 500, if I remember correctly, off mm-hmm. the top of my head, on their home record. So um, that's what's shocking to me uh, more than anything else. And it says to me that the building is a little bit different without fans and with fans. And, and those fans in St. Louis are phenomenal. They give these guys a bit of an edge. And when they go on the road and there are no fans in the opposition building, it's kind of like they, they're much more comfortable for whatever reason. And I think a lot of teams are going through that around the league, which is a kind of a different process for everybody because of what's gone on with COVID. Uh, to celebrate the positive, David Perron's had a phenomenal year. Ryan O'Reilly's been outstanding. Braden Shen's been really solid. Uh, Jordan Kyrou's starting to attain the levels offensively that I think the people in St. Louis were hoping for. So there's a lot of good there, but the injuries and obviously the Petrangelo defections of Vegas has really hurt them, and the retirement of Bowmeister hurt them as well. Pierre, how big of a deal is it for the Blues to be getting some of these healthy players back? Tyler Bozak returning tonight. Sounds like Jaden Schwartz coming back on Friday. Is this a different team when these guys get healthy? Oh, 100%. And that's one of the things. I don't think you need to panic if you're Craig Berube or Doug Armstrong, obviously the management group and the leadership of the coaching staff. But you do need to get them back at some point here. Um, you know, getting Colton Pareko up to another level once he's healthy would be great too. But I think more than anything else, it's just finding your way and, and just keeping your head above water. I think once the playoffs start for everybody, uh, it's going to be different. You know, the fact that Vladdy Tarasenko is back for the team, I think, is really, really important for them. But I can't stress enough. I mean, you look at just the free agency defection of, of uh, Petrangelo. You look at the retirement of Bowmeister, sure the injury to Pareko. I mean, that's tough stuff to overcome. It's not easy. It's really difficult. Do you think they have the forward depth, the scoring depth, to be able to overcome that this year? 
as long as everybody stays healthy. One other thing, and I, I really was remiss. I should have brought it up right away just thinking about it because I was in touch with him right after he announced his retirement. The leadership component of Alexander Steen, I don't know how much that's been brought up in your community, but his retirement, um, that's pretty substantial. Uh, he was a tremendous force behind the scenes. He was highly respected by the players in the organization, and he could still play at a real high level. So I think that's something that doesn't get enough uh, attention either. But I do think the team has more than enough internal depth to get over the hump. I really do. Pierre, not only a longtime broadcaster, but you've been within a hockey organization in the front office as well. How do you overcome that loss of leadership with a Steen, with a Bowmeister, with a Petrangelo, and try and implement that with new guys like a Ryan O'Reilly, a Braden Shen, and now a Justin Falk? Well, I think with Ryan in particular, just talking about Ryan O'Reilly, there's instantaneous street cred. I mean, he's been part of a Stanley Cup winning team. He was a Cosmite Trophy winner. He's really highly respected around the league for his work habits and the way he carries himself. So I don't think that's much of an issue. I think most of the guys look at that and say, you know, this is a real good player, obviously. I, I think you look at Tory Krug, he's never won the Cup, but he's been in the final twice. I think people look at that. That's some pretty impressive street cred as well. But David Perron's been around this league a long time. Braden Shen's been around this league a long time. Those are guys you can look up to. So I don't think there's a void in leadership. I think more than anything else, it, it translates in terms of overall organizational depth on the ice. It's not so much away from the ice, but Steen was Steen was a, a really solid leader along with Petrangelo, and you got to hope internally you can find a way to replace it. We're talking to Pierre Maguire, NHL broadcaster for NBC, He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Pierre, I did want to ask you, you know, when you look at what the Blues have been able to do without some of these key guys for so long this year, have you seen in the past teams that were able to at least stay afloat during this time, and that's what the Blues have done thus far, could this end up working in favor of them later on by building some of that depth and maybe you were able to get uh, another step from Jordan Cairo in this period? Could this later on be viewed as a silver lining potentially? Oh, I just think that's such a valid point. I'll never forget the Boston Bruins in 2011, the year they won the Cup, and that's exactly what happened. They dealt with a lot of injuries, and players had to you know, step up and overcome. Johnny Boychuk is one of the perfect examples of that, um, you know, like found money for them. Danny Paillet, Gregory Campbell, Sean Thornton. Uh, so, no, I think that's such a valid point. It makes a lot of sense, and it really holds true. Um, I, I think the one thing that's really powerful there is the coaching staff. The addition of Jimmy Montgomery to the staff has been tremendous. Mike Ben Ryan coaches the defense. He does a great job. Steve Ott is a real good motivator. David Alexander is considered one of the better goalie coaches in the league. And Barubi is a fantastic motivator. So you put it all together. I mean, they've got a lot of real positive stuff there. Uh, behind the bench in the front office, obviously Doug Armstrong is going to be the general manager for Canada at the Olympics. Um, that's that's a pretty high, uh, dangerous uh, job to have, especially in Canada. And, and Doug's been very, very good at being part of Hockey Canada for a long time. So you're in real good hands there. I, I, I think this thing will all sort itself out, but I love the point about uh, – you know, a lot of people getting opportunity to play because of obviously the injuries, and that should bode well once they get to the playoff situation. Pierre, I'm fascinated by what you just said about the coaching staff and the front office combination. Do you is this the best combination of staff plus GM in the league, in your opinion? No, I can't say that. I mean, you've got a lot of really good, competent people. Tampa Bay's the defending Stanley Cup champions. They've, they've got an outstanding coaching staff and management group. I mean, I can go around the league. Boston Bruins have a tremendous coach. Sure. They have a coach of the year last year and a general manager that 
uh, has been involved in three trips to the Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, so one as a GM and two as a director of player personnel. So I, I, with all due respect, I, I, you know, these guys are really good. There's no question they're outstanding. But to say that they're the best, I don't think that would be appropriate for me to say that. Pierre, two years ago, I think all of us could agree the strength of this team when they won the Cup was goaltending and just all-around play. But when you look at this team this season, let's say at full strength, in your opinion, what's the strength of this Blues team? I think just their work habits and their attitude about playing a hard game. You know, the year that they won the Cup, I, I did all their games in the playoffs, and the one thing that really stood out to me was just how hard they were to play against. They were physical, they were tough, they had clearly uh, prepared game plans. Um, their pro scouts had done a great job, uh, led by Robbie DeMaio. They really were ready to play every round, and I think that still holds true today. Um, you know, you look at the ability of this team to grind and to push and to compete, and um, I, I think there's a lot to like about this organization. There's a lot to like about the way the team is constructed. You know, they're, they're, you cannot win the Cup without really good depth players, and the year they won the Cup, I'll never forget the line of Barbershev, Sunquist and uh, and Steen, and that line made a massive difference. It made a massive difference for the St. Louis Blues that year, and they still have a lot of the same components. Obviously, Sunquist is there. Obviously, Barbashev is there. Um, you know, Steen is retired, but they're guys that can step in and play that way, that style. So. Mackenzie McEachern, I know he's hurt right now, but he's one of them that comes to mind. So there's a lot to like about this group. There really is. And and until the play, I don't think you judge the St. Louis Blues. Just like I don't think you judge the Toronto Maple Leafs based on the regular season. I think you judge them based on what they do in the playoffs. Pierre, one guy that if they're going to go on a run in the postseason will be a key for it is Jordan Bennington. And last week it was announced that he signed that six-year extension worth $36 million. What was your reaction when you heard about the news? And is it any surprise to you that the Blues prioritized keeping him here long term? Well, I think they, they know him a lot better than I do. David Alexander knows him, the goalie coach, a lot better than I do. Uh, I did not think he was very good last summer. I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you that. I did all the Blues games in the bubble up in in Edmonton, and uh, there were times when I thought he was completely not plugged in and wasn't really effective compared to the year before, obviously. His performance in the first period of Game 7 in Boston as good a performance as you're ever going to see from a goalie, and that's why the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup that year. That first period performance by Jordan Biddington was unbelievable. I don't think he ever showed that at any point last year during the regular season or in the playoffs. He's got to get back to that same level or close to it. Um, he hasn't had a particularly good year this year, to be honest. When I saw he signed that contract, I said they must know him a lot better than I do. So I'll defer to that. But um, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of term, and, and he better not disappoint. Pierre, final one I got for you. I know we're less than a month away from the trade deadline for this season, which is going to be a really intriguing trade deadline with kind of all the restrictions with COVID and whatnot. But when you look specifically at the Blues, they have cap situations when they get players healthy but do you think from a general manager's perspective, Doug Armstrong looks at this team and says, I think I can make this an even closer team to a Stanley Cup championship? Oh, yeah. No, I think so, especially when you have the top end of the roster that they have, and especially with the way David Perron's uh, overachieved this year for his age. And just chronologically, this is a phenomenal season for a player that age to be over a point of game player is phenomenal. Um, so I'm sure Doug is not mailing it in on this team at all. and He's going to give them the best opportunity they can to win. Uh, so, no, I, I can see him being proactive. Here are the things you need to think about going into the trade deadline on April the 12th. Number one, you have to know there's an expansion draft coming with Seattle coming into the league, so you better make sure you have your ducks in a row there. 
uh, when it comes to the expansion draft because a lot of teams made really critical mistakes the last time we had an expansion draft. Don't be that general manager that makes the very same kind of mistakes um, that we saw happen in, in the last expansion draft. That's number one. Number two, what's the appetite for ownership groups around the league to take on more money without fans being in the building? These owners are getting absolutely decimated financially this year. This has been uh, an unbelievably difficult process for ownership groups around the National Hockey League. I can't speak about the other sports. I can only speak about hockey. And I know there were at least 11 teams that did not want to play this season without fans. And they said, you know what, for the good of the game, we're going to play. And they are taking their financial lumps. So that's another thing to think about. And then the third thing that I think is really important that you have to think about is a quarantine. When you make a deal uh, from Canada to the United States or make a deal from the United States to Canada, there are quarantine issues that will be involved. And if you take the Canadian teams out of the pool, that shrinks it by seven. That makes it harder to do deals. Um, so that's those are the three permutations that are really going to affect the trade deadline on April the 12th. He's Pierre Maguire, NHL broadcaster for NBC. Pierre, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Just love to see uh, the Blues playing, and I can't wait to get out to St. Louis. I'm actually out there, I think, in two to three weeks. So I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. We'll catch up with you again then. Thanks so much, Pierre. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Take care. Have a great day, everybody. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs and high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store online for details.